0: This is Irish Illustrated Insider. I'm Tim Priester with Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson. It's Duke Week. Notre Dame takes on four and four Duke. Notre Dame comes in at number 15 in the first college football playoff poll. They are an eight net, eight point favorite,
1: which uh, you thought would be a little bit higher than that, Tim? Yeah, I just figured that. Uh, I thought maybe it was an overreaction line to the last two weeks, but then again, it is that's one sixth of the season, so maybe that's where they are right now. Final
2: margin needs to be more than eight.
1: That's what I, I that's how I feel, and I guess that's not how you set a line, right? That's no, probably no, why I was not at all how not you at set it. That's probably why I was surprised by it. So yeah, much.
2: Vegas is not interested in whether Notre Dame sets a, a marker for the rest of November and shows yep. improvement or not. They just want to make money.
0: Well, I I'm not sure that this is the team where they set that marker. Um, they they have been a bit vulnerable, but I think there's there's a bunch of good individual players on this defense, especially a defensive line.
2: Are you, you're talking about Duke or Notre Dame? I'm talking about Duke. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about Duke.
0: Um yeah, I you know I think uh, I, I think Notre Dame's going to have its its hands full. I say it over and over again. I think Coach Cutcliffe will will be with Brian Kelly and his f uh, his staff every step of the way, and it's going to make it difficult. Tim, the the three touchdown theory is still in play.
1: Yeah, I have I have trouble walked after watching Duke get Notre Dame to that fourth one. Although that's what I thought at the beginning of the week, it would be one of those twenty 28- eight. 28-17 range games. Over-under is 51. Um, I still think it could be that 28-17 range. It, the, the thing is, it, there's got to be some execution. I'm talking for both teams again <laughs> here. Because uh, third down, uh, neither one is great on third down offensively. Both are pretty good on third down defensively. There's a lot of three and outs on both sides because of those two things. Mm-hmm. You, they, sure. they can furnish them and they, and they can suffer them. So it can, it can become a slog if, if someone's not... If, if, If you're really not efficient on third down, this game could really become a lower scoring game where they're not getting 28. I really, yeah, I really think, I I think Duke's going to have a very
0: difficult time scoring. Yeah, they're a 350 yard offense. Quentin
1: Harris
2: is. is 20 points would surprise me. Me too. I I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: So I I do, uh, I, I definitely like the under here because I don't see Notre Dame. You know, scoring thirty-seven
1: or thirty-eight. Actually, the score you said is real close to what mm. I have in mind there. Um, I'm finding a reason not to. I'm trying to find a reason to leave it, and the reason to leave it would be Cutcliffe and the fact that I thought the points spread would be higher. So I'm not going to necessarily go with. Oh, that. Okay, you so know you're I mean? basing I, it
0: upon what you thought the spread would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Forty thousand seat Wallace Wade Stadium. None of us have ever been there. I've uh, seen it.
1: I almost fell into it
0: little (laughs) why don't you tell that tell that story
1: yeah just no it's a really i might be misrepresenting this a little bit because i was going to cameron and i was really excited to go to cameron and i was walking through campus and i saw the cathedral that is mike trishefsky's office which towers over cameron Indoor stadium, by the way. And I looked at my left, and there was a little football stadium there. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. One wonder what who a, plays there. What a, what a, what a <laughs> nice Duke, little place. Yes. Durham Central High School. <laughs> yeah. It's got some charm and character. I think we'll enjoy it. And it's it's a little bit out, bigger right? than,
0: uh, is it bt Is that what it yeah. is? It, yeah, uh, I think White about 5,000 more.
1: But you can see that stadium when you're driving. <laughs> that's the point. I was like yeah. walking through a college campus, and a football stadium appeared to me. It was just odd. So we'll uh, I'll see if that recollection's accurate or not. <clears throat>
2: um.
1: Uh,
0: Duke is, uh, they opened with Alabama and got hammered, as expected, 42-3 to in Atlanta. Then they defeated NC and North Carolina A&T. And then they uh, went to Middle Tennessee State and won that convincingly as well. And then hammered Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. And that's when they started to run into problems. The turnovers really started to pile up. Um, they lost to Pittsburgh, thirty-three to thirty. Had a chance to win that game. Beat Georgia Tech by eighteen, but everybody beats Georgia Tech now. And then the last uh, the last two games uh, at Virginia, they lost by thirty-four, and had opportunities against North Carolina. Pete, you referred to the the jump pass. Did on you the watch day. it? <laughs> I, I have I've okay. since seen the jump pass by Deion Jackson. Yeah, I think that's how they we, drew that up. Can you out, right?
2: imagine what our podcast would oh, sound like God. if Notre Dame lost a game? And that's when. Jameer Smith tried to throw a jump pass
1: Here I am to Brock Wright. <laughs> well, it was a jump pass on a dive, too. It wasn't like, the if you haven't seen it and you're listening, it wasn't one of those pitch outs where everybody comes running and then you drop the ball over the defense. It was a dive play where he caught it and started to dive and then threw the ball yeah. downward a really good catch.
0: Here I, am, here I am praising David Cutcliffe when <laughs> yeah. I called him Jump Pass. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, they got it of that's ticked off. And I mean, they're on the two? Were they on the one or two?
2: Yeah. Down they were three. At, they were at the goal line. And they were down three. They, yeah. Not four.
0: And they were right, they're they down were, three. They were down three to put the football in the hands of Deion Jackson. Jude Ho who picked it
2: off. I believe Chess. Chess yes. It it Ches- yes. He was he, North, North Carolina quarterback. He shows up
0: a lot in in the North Carolina yeah. videos. He's a pretty good, pretty good all-around ball player. So, Four and four Duke, um, Notre Dame eight point favorite, night game, which I'm still trying to figure out why. Other than it's uh, ACC network, and that's, that's exactly it. that's, that's <laughs>
1: yeah. exactly
0: why it's on TV. So whatever, we'll uh, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. We'll go. I wish the, we'll I, go. <laughs> I wish was... the weather would would hold on, but it, it continues to deteriorate. It's not. Uh, it's not gonna rain. It's just gonna be, and it's not gonna be windy. So it'll, I mean, it'll be fine. It's going to be 50s during the day. <laughs> just scaring people there. <laughs> so Nordane fans are going. I mean, it's gonna, it's going to be, it should be really, really pleasant. It's not going to be windy like it was in Notre Stadium last week, where it started, where the conditions were, were a little bit bad. I wanted to, um, Pete, I wanted actually to follow with you, follow up with you because you wrote the story for the Athletic about, uh, Ian Book, I guess, shushing the crowd with his mm-hmm. finger when he, when he scored the touchdown and. There's been a lot of conversation and and references by Brian Kelly and Ian Book's teammates about, quote, what he went through last week. Do you you have some insight into, I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about just getting drilled on social media or getting direct, you know, message. Yeah,
2: I haven't heard anything like somebody egged his house or threw a brick through his car uh, window or, you know, some professor that failed him because of the game. Like... (laughs) I just think that the social media... That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do in college campus, Pete. The the social media (laughs) aspect of it, I think, was was severe. I'm sure Uh, it was. You know, it's like, I don't want to make too much of the fact that he had to turn off the comments on his Instagram page, but, like, clearly something was so ridiculous that he was like, forget it, I'm out on this. Um, I know the family has sort of... It's been a struggle. It's certainly a stressor for them as well. Um i but i don't I don't think anything has happened outside of it just being really loud on social media, which like can get to a twenty one year old I get it like it's hard to disconnect if your if your entire life has been connected um, and I think you know one distinction that popped up and I think one of my uh, the story that I wrote was like, you know is that really the crowd? and like not really, it's more just the whole thing. Like he wants the whole thing to shut up, right? Right. Not like the person sitting in section no, twenty one. I mean, it wasn't, well, the, north how, ends, it wasn't right. the north ends. That's that's how, it wasn't the north And I yeah. brought
0: that up on Monday. Yeah. I didn't
2: think that he was like trying to diss yeah. the crowd at that moment. It's just like they're there. This happened. I, I, it's, it's interesting to me. Like there's TV cameras there too. Yeah, that's that's it's part of Uh that. Sorry, you're because I, I can't imagine he went in and then thought about it. Like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do when I score the game winning touchdown. its <laughs> just like. Is a natural, authentic reaction, which yeah. I think is just sort of an interesting place for the yeah, Notre
1: Dame quarterback to be. And I mentioned I didn't even think about it until 500 people told me about it on Monday and Tuesday. I just found it odd that was his natural reaction. He yeah, must have been it? that badly impacted by it because if I just won a game for my team, my first thought wouldn't be, "Man, all those haters on Twitter." Yeah, you know, you'd just be really excited, and then maybe you take a shot in your post-game press conference or something well, like that. When we thought about it, and yeah. we
0: need. I will certainly. Uh, Try to address it with him. He'll downplay it. I don't think it'll go anywhere. But, um, you know, there have been so many references, Brian Kelly especially, about what he went through.
2: Yeah, and that's, I mean, Brian Kelly is not, um, I don't think he's going to oversell that. Like, he may be, he may exaggerate a lot of things, but <laughs> I don't think that's one of them. Um, and the fact that, I mean, his teammates, we asked Chase Claypool about it on Tuesday night, was he had posted sort of the, the man in the arena, Teddy Roosevelt quote. On Wednesday or Thursday yeah. of last week, and you know, Braden Lindsay tweeted something about uh, a book as well and sort of the media reaction to it. I mean, it, I don't know, I'm, I'm just sort of interested in like how much of the outside world actually gets into the goog because you know, they, they're so busy, I think that they don't pay attention to anything, but I, clearly that is not the case. Well,
0: like you said, 21 year old is social yeah. media connected, you know, never a way, not been way, connected, right, right, in know? a way that.
2: Easy for us to say, turn it yeah, off. I, I certainly
0: down. can't relate yeah. to yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I know a lot of people don't give a damn whether Ian Book's suffering or not because he's playing poorly. But there are also some other people that are sensible enough not to, you know, be uh,
1: attacking him on Twitter, <laughs> he and <calls> sending <laughs> messages to him. <laughs> you know, directly. you could not want Ian Book to start or to do well or anything and not tell him that on Twitter, too. You could just be home and say, why don't they use filter Kobe? <laughs> you can yeah. be a regular human being as opposed to a moron.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, that's, I don't get how this is, there's, there is, there is a happy medium. You mm-hmm. don't have to dump on someone via social media because they failed in your eyes.
0: Well, what do I always add? I, not only are you dumping on them, but you're dumping on them anonymous, anonymous yeah, the more, yeah. which I just, yeah. is again, showing my age. I just think it's a, it's a, a real act of cowardice, but that's, that's, that's the, that's the world that we live in now where you have the ability to do that so so people go ahead and do it. So um, whether he gained confidence from what happened last week, I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's that's going to change a whole lot. He he's got to get it in his mind that when somebody's open, hit him. You know, when when Chase Claypool breaks free deep, you got to get rid of the football. What
2: um, we didn't talk about this on Monday, and I wanted your opinion of it. like the the 26 yard fourth down completion to Chase Claypool. Where has that been? All year. That's why I
1: wrote about it. I thought that would be three times a week. Yeah, that pass because he can hit that throw. I know well, even book can hit that. I throw. was a little
0: confused yeah. by the the softness of the coverage under the circumstances.
2: But, because they're drop, I mean, they're drop eight. Like
1: yeah, right. I mean, you've got you've got bodies back yeah. there. Why are you giving think, him so much cushion? I back? think on fourth and ten, yeah. when Claypool goes past fifteen yards, you might be thinking that he's taking a okay. shot. You know, right. because no, it's Chase that. Claypool. Yeah. yeah, and
2: the DB slipped, but still, like I, I just, I'm just asking this from the standpoint of like Book clearly can rip it in there when he wants to, um, and I, and we, I don't even think we see those routes run very often. I agree with you there. Like that's the, this is like I know play calling is sort of a um, cottage industry of dumping on Chip Lung this week, and he's he's a paid professional, so if you want to do that, you can.
1: Maybe not on Twitter though. Right. Twitter,
2: yeah. I mean, you can, but he's not <laughs> going to give a crap about it. No one, no Dell Alexander is not posting the man in the arena quote. Um, I I feel like that's just not a, a play concept that we see called a lot. Um, it's all like if it's if it's a deep if they're quote-unquote deep shot, usually it's sort of the, the jump ball on the sideline type of stuff, yeah. which is fine, but just sort of that deep in for, I don't know, book, book I, can rip that.
0: Yeah, you know, he absolutely can. I, you know, I would agree. I, I don't I don't know exactly why that is the case. And as it relates to play calling, <laughs> I address this in, in today's Thursday Thoughts, and I'm, I'm putting it completely on me because obviously I am not smart enough <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know what good play calling is and isn't. It's the plays that work, Tim. It's, well, I concluded <laughs> by saying, if it comes down to analyzing it's a good play call if it works and it's a bad play call if it
1: doesn't, that's not that's not analyzing anything. I do have a bigger problem. I'm glad Pete brought that up. Because well, the same feeling about play calling for me. The route combinations don't seem to be the same as they were the past two years. There are... It drives me crazy, and this is this is really good picking, but there's... You know, against Georgia, you're doing four guys doing a nine-yard hook on third and ten. What? Yeah. You know if it's four guys doing a 12-yard? Why? Like, the, you need to stress with varying depths of people moving. And every once in a while, like, the Avery Davis play on third down was just absolutely beautiful how they got him open, because you know they're going to go with Claypool on the cross and commit down the seam, and then Davis wheels out in behind them. That, that stuff's going to yeah. work. If Davis... If they all just ran straight... <laughs> It's not a clear-out play, you know. You have to move the defense's eyes a little bit, right?
2: If,
0: but what, my point in this is, I don't know. I don't, you know. There's so many things that we have to chart that I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm not always looking to see exactly what coverage are in. I don't know, you know, how the how the uh, receivers ran their route or broke off their route. I d- there are a multitude of things about what's happening on that play with the coverage and the play call that I. I, I most football coaches don't know because you just don't know exactly what the intent was or the change of the play at the line of scrimmage. There are a multitude of things that alter the play call that we're j- commenting on and judging with a speck of information. A I, speck of information. It's just
2: I think it's fair to say last year it felt like Chip Long was a playhead of everybody. And this year it feels like he's behind or even. Like, I don't I like, Regardless of what the play calls are, he's not having a great year. Well, he's That's not. just and fair to say, it's, right? it's because oh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the touchdown right. score well, is all you need to look at. Okay. Okay. It's, the, it's the, his the his lack of plays <laughs> at work. Yeah. It's,
0: it's his responsibility, ultimately. Yeah. So, of course, it falls on him. But, you know, the plays that Ian Book's not making, the plays that Ian Book's not seeing, the, there are so many <clears throat> variables involved in whether a play works or not that, I'm not qualified, man. I, and I don't think most coaches are in those situations unless they know exactly what the offense was trying to do, what the defense was trying to do against that offense, and the variations that occur once the ball is snapped. I
2: mean, I think a the good example would be the first pick where he throws it straight to Dex Hollyfield, where Jafar Armstrong is standing by himself wide open. Well, I think Trevor Ruland and Jared Patterson let somebody bust straight up the middle that sped up the play in book spaces get hits as he throws that's like there are a lot of things wrong with that play it's so don't you know chip long was probably one of those things in books for one of those things but those are not the only two things and i feel like the reaction um in comments and message boards and social media is basically it's it's the oc and the quarterback and if you just got rid of both of those everything would be fine and that just ain't the truth
0: uh, no, it's tough. it's a it's a it's a questions? rough way. Yeah. It's a rough way to run a, a college football organization, if you if if that's if that's how you're going to view things. Uh, we have we don't have a ton of Ian Book questions in segment two. We got a question. He scored <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: But we do have questions about a lot. I'd say there's a lot of big picture questions in segment two, which we'll be back. Burning up the board, segment two of Irish Illustrated Insider. We start with a question from Kaiser Wilhelm. Based upon the initial college football playoff rankings, what odds would you give Notre Dame to make a New Year's Six Bowl if they win the remainder of their regular season games?
2: Uh, I mean, the hardest thing is winning the remainder of your games. Um, Beyond that, I'd say it's better than 50% if they win the rest of their games. Um, You need sort of the Baylor, Minnesota... To fall apart a little bit, which is probable. Um, the the Florida is a problem because they're still ahead of Notre Dame and they don't play anybody the rest of the year. They, I think they have Missouri, Florida State, and Vanderbilt, so they're probably going to finish up at ten and two and be ranked ahead of Notre Dame. They need uh,
1: Georgia to lose to Auburn, though. That could happen.
2: You In probably that, you may need yeah. Georgia to lose. Uh, yeah, you need probably need Georgia to lose and then lose again in Atlanta uh, in the SEC Championship game because so- somehow you got to get ahead of those teams. Um Michigan's going to get drilled by Ohio State so that will that will be enough to get Notre Dame ahead of Michigan. Um <laughs> Because, no because right. they will have
0: one more loss <laughs> yeah. they would have one more loss for Notre Dame that's because awesome.
2: that's sounds... how you watch Michigan lose 50 3 against Ohio State you're like oh my god like i can't watch this team again um yeah it's it's a decent chance but it's not a lock i mean i, I know some some fans think that if 10 and 2 is automatic and the nature of Notre Dame's loss at Michigan does not make that so um, and there's just a lot there's a a weird number of undefeated teams right now. Right,
0: yeah. Winning winning the last four will be the most difficult part, and and uh, that starts this weekend.
1: This is actually the one that is the, l- l- Duke has the best chance of winning, according to the FPI, 27.8%. Um, just over Navy and Stanford are really close to, in that uh, Now Navy was like 5% at the start of the year, went up to 24%. Wow. Uh, and BC's buried still at like 10%, because they can't but stop. Stanford, yeah. like 20 Six percent, they're, they're both. That makes no sense to me. I know, they just right that, there. That should be, yeah, that should be higher, just based upon. Well, they were favored earlier in the year, at yeah. the beginning of that, earlier, right but beginning of the yeah. year. Judge Arthur Vandele, what are the odds of a Notre Dame victory if the offense scores only three touchdowns? Brief.
0: This week, really sure. good. Yeah. yeah. This week, I'd say really good. They get appreciably higher if they score that fourth, because yeah, Duke's not getting there. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't so. think so. I, I yeah. wouldn't think so. I think Quinn Harris is... is uh, I think he's going to make some real mistakes uh, against Notre Dame. Um, should be a big day for Notre Dame's defensive ends, starting with Jameer Jones because he's the most productive of, you know, I think Collin yeah, Cream. Kyle Cream, I have thought about that as well. Yeah. yeah, But
1: Jameer Jones has done a really good job. From he is He's a third down terror, man. But I will say uh, 21 points, If you know, then you figure, you figure adding a field goal in there, 24 points, you're putting Duke in a position to tie it at the end, Right. Tighter win—that's the problem. That's why the three touchdowns isn't enough. That's why I came up with yeah, over, and their, an alarming um, number.
0: Their kicker AJ Reed is eight for eight. He is really good. I mean, he is just—he's dialed in. Uh, I know every game's different for a kicker, but he'll be at home at night, no wind, uh, good night to kick. He's in my prediction. He is a—he's a—he's extremely good There's, kicker. Uh, I don't like the sound of that at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, Statman seventy-two. Given the quality of Duke's defensive ends, will Nordine? need to use Cole Komet more than normal to help Josh Lug block them.
2: Uh, it seems like a waste of Cole Komet to me. Um, I realize that Duke has some material up front on their defensive line. I would also like to think that Josh Lug, former four-star yeah. recruit who is a junior, would be able to handle this. I
0: thought he looked really, really good and measured in his past blocking against Virginia Tech. Now, uh, Victor DiMuchegi is number 51, you are going to see him because he is a tear off the edge. And then um, Chris Rumpf is listed as a defensive end, but they move him all around. A lot of times he's a lot of times he's in a two point stance, sometimes in the middle <clears throat> of the line between the ends.
1: I have a little more concern actually with with uh Ruhle and Patterson Banks handling stunts. They haven't handled that. Exactly. Great that that would list. be he would be that's, the guy yeah. Yeah,
0: he would be the guy that will give him most difficulty. But uh, Demon Cagey is really, really good. Really good. So, um, I mean, I don't know if they do that with command. I, I feel pretty good about Lug. I mean, I, I almost feel a little bit better about Lug as a pass blocker than Eichenberg right at this moment. Uh, but that's a little bit unfair because Lug didn't get the Right, kind of the, challenge the, just that, the old warts thing. Yeah, exactly. People don't exactly. want Brandon, Brendan exactly. Clark over. Exactly.
1: So, so
0: they'll have to do, you know, they, it's, a good, it's definitely a good time to get Tony Jones Jr. back because he's the guy that can, that, that can definitely help protect Ian Book.
2: K Beasley, which Duke team shows up, the team that throttled Virginia Tech or the team that got throttled by Virginia? Which Notre Dame team shows up, the team that looked good versus Virginia or offensively challenged by Virginia Tech?
0: Well, they've lost three out of four. So, I mean, right now
1: they're not playing their, their best football. I think the team that played North Carolina shows up. a low-scoring game. Right. Of that play, they played pretty well at, at times. Notre Dame's just going to have a little bit better, Notre Dame has a better defense that can – Shortened fields for more points than North Carolina could. I yeah. don't. I don't think the Virginia. I think the Virginia Tech is gone, and even Virginia. Um, just talking with uh, Adam Rowe at our our Duke I, I asked him specifically about these two games. He's like, "Man, Virginia, even Virginia's players and coaches were like, I don't know how that got so far yeah. away from them, but and it got
0: away from. we we'll take it. it. It got away from quickly. Yeah, yeah too, there was a and kick return spiral. touchdown. There yeah. was,
1: I don't think that's indicative. Joe and, Reed, that dude yeah. is good, man. That dude's good. Neither Virginia. Virginia-Virginia Virginia Tech, I don't think, is indicative of the Duke team. Maybe that uh, the North Carolina game is a little better read. I'm curious how they got to 30 against Pittsburgh. I guess that's a little earlier in the year, but I wouldn't think they'd be yeah, approaching that at all.
0: They have. Speaking of returns, they have given up a 95-yard kick return to Joe Reed from Virginia. He also mm-hmm. had a 50-yard kick return in that same game.
1: Um, they gave up 500-something kick return years in that game, by the a, way. A 50-yard return by uh, French,
0: French double F French from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, he got He's Notre Dame, remember him? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So,
1: what, do, what Notre Dame team shows up, though? That's the second part of the
2: question. I, I think Notre Dame will be fine defensively. Right. They they'll, and I think it will be fine enough defensively that this game really should not get too ridiculous at the very end. I mean, in six games this year against Power 5 teams... Quinn Harris is completing fifty-four percent of his passes with five touchdowns and seven picks. Notre Dame is a Power Five team with a good with secondary, a good, yeah. um, with really good safety play and I think adequate corner play. I think they'll be fine. I, I don't. I don't see. We just don't know the offense. We we just.
0: Yeah. We, I, you know. I mean. I until yeah, they score until three the... touchdowns,
1: it's a close. It's a close game. That's it. Twenty-one points. You can't get that far away. Quentin, you know, Harris, yeah. Quentin Harris
0: is all over the place with his with his
2: uh, accuracy. He's living breathing, though, if this a, was back in the day. No,
0: there's... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but we're not back in no, the day. No, yeah. no but Patterson... I'm talking about a defensive yeah. coordinator
2: who can install like, a new <laughs> yeah. system every week, and it's, yes. it's totally you, fine. I don't agree about that. If you put the slightest episode.
0: amount of pressure on Harrison he will make a mistake. Yeah. Whether it's throwing an errant pass, absorbing a sack... Absorbing a strip sack he's holding onto the ball too much. He long runs yet. around
1: there as if the people that get pushed beyond him in the pocket no longer exist. So that's how, that was my, no, that was my true. view of him watching like, him in the pocket. I'm like, Does he ah. realize they can still play? It's, it's just like, like once they pass yeah, it, they're it's still over. we the got plate. right up, guys. Eliminated. <laughs> it's like dodgeball, you got hit.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a weird pocket. I mean, I, I don't wanna I don't want to underplay him. No, he can make but, plays. But I don't but what I thought I was going to see when I started watching um, Duke games was not what I saw with Quentin Harris. Did you watch North Carolina
1: first or later on? North Carolina was what I watched first. So you thought Bobo was one of the most impressive receivers I did, I of all time? I mentioned him on Monday, and that was, that
0: was really all I had seen at that point. And he's not... No, I mean, he, was, he really hasn't he been good. a factor. He looked
1: great in that game. Yeah. And then I looked at his numbers, what?
0: And then he, he returned punts. Blackwell must have been banged up. Um, I'm not sure. He returned... And the games are running together for me now, but, uh, um, yeah, there, there, there's some hay to be made
1: against Quentin Harris, the quarterback. ND1 Cubs one, which player on the defensive side of the ball would you most like to see get more playing time for the last four games? You don't have to choose from these guys, but his choices are Simon Wallace Griffith Bauer.
2: Defensively, I would like to see, I don't know if, um, Jacob Lacey counts as somebody to get more time, but I would like to see him get a little bit, make some plays out there. Um. You know, over the last month of the season. Houston Griffith, I guess he would be number one on my list just because, like, what's the deal? But he's going to kind play of over
1: thing. three good players is the issue. I mean, you're going to rotate him in instead of Hamilton? No, but I, I just like,
2: they got to know if is there something there or not? Um, I find his career arc so far to be kind of weird. I, I It's very strange. I it think January
1: strange. begins Houston Griffith's next look at his, his career half over. Yeah, but that's uh, you can't play him over those guys because you're trying to win th- four more games. Um, Simon, is of these four listed, Simon could get in because there's a new role with Jack Lamb out. Hmm. He would be oh, and he was mentioned, guy. He, he was mentioned, mentioned by Brian Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, he he might have just thrown names out. But he could have. He that he was the first sense. name he said, though, I believe. Uh, the guy I want to
0: see more is Bracey. Absolutely. That's yeah. that's my guy. I mean, Tariq Bracey... Well, again, you said you said on money. He played well at Georgia. Yeah, he had a great PBU in the end zone. He played well at Georgia. And now he can't get on the field. And I, you know, I realize that he had so much ground to make up strength wise. But the the kid can cover, and he has to. He has to be an automatic, consistent starter for you in twenty twenty. Right. And no he's problem. already shown yeah. signs that he can do that. Now that's the guy I want to see more than anybody. I think. Who else? Um, that maybe not be, have been on this list. I mean, Did King J. Wallace really play? Okay, according, to five to Notre, games,
1: according to Notre Dame, it's five. I don't remember him going in the Louisville game at all because I think I would remember that happening. The fresh game you know, he's listed as Louisville. Now I do remember the other four. I remember the other four games he played. Oh, you do. So, and the the weird thing is, this was the one I thought was his fourth, which made me look because I thought, why is he playing his fourth now? Like he has to cover punts in this game. Yeah. Um, mm. So I guess we have to ask if their stats are correct. Uh, I don't. You know what would be easy is just if we go back and really look at the Louisville participation because you just got to look for him on a few punt returns and stuff. It's not like he played in the game. You on, mean on the, the printout by the? No, I mean, like on our video, I can just look at about eight plays. Eight I think it'd be
0: easier three. to ask Notre if they're right or wrong. <laughs>
1: well, they would rather have to re- revisit everything because they marked him yeah. down as. I points. mean, they, they had some discrepancies early, which they they
0: said they corrected, but you know, maybe they didn't get them all. So it's I'm a, not really sure. I have
2: not done uh, snaps for Virginia Tech yet, but there's... He's bowling there. Green is the only game he's taken a defensive snap in. I
1: thought he came in
2: against uh, Virginia. But one. then there was a timeout. Oh, and he, you're you know, right. He, did, he okay. didn't actually play. Yep. Um, so I, I would be shocked if he's burned a red shirt solely on special teams and Bowling Green. It's
1: up to Louisville, basically. Um, so maybe they're wrong about
0: that. Well, we need that to keep. Them. We need to really keep an eye out for him here in the next four games. Cause that yeah, yeah he good.
1: runs out there again. Another plan. Another plan. Totally
0: tilted. Any Davis, too. How can Notre Dame add creativity to its running game? Two back sets uh, were supposed to be a thing, but they clearly don't trust anybody outside of Jones and Armstrong in that pairing. Wildcat, more end arounds.
2: Well, no wildcat uh, or end arounds. I mean, they. You can do that sometimes, but it's you can't. You well, can't jet, build an entire game plan over end rounds. No, jets jet
0: I sweep, think he means jet, sweeps, jet sweeps. If that, if that's what he means, I mean that's a little bit. There's only one
1: uh, distribution of the football as opposed to multiple. Well, the, jet, the fake jet sweep to Braden Lindsay brought half of Virginia Tech's defense, and that's what part of that screen, the, the beautiful screen yeah. play, worked to Javar Armstrong because mm-hmm. they just vacated the area. See, now
0: that was a. That, that, if I, if I could interrupt it for a second here, that was uh, an example of where Brian Kelly said, you know, it was the. The sequencing, that's an old Tom Pagna term, the sequencing of the plays prior to that that screen pass that set up that screen pass. How can you judge play calling if you don't understand the sequencing of the plays prior
1: to that? You can't judge play calling, honestly. I can complain about route trees because it my right, but other than that, <laughs> I still like why are you doing four hooks? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Create some depth. It's like the backyard, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, sure. Maddie Habs, 24. Can you guys go over players eligible for a fifth year? And he lists them all. I, uh, I, I wrote them. Okay. In yeah. Do you want to, uh, what are we saying here, if, the, if they will take a fifth year college, yeah, grad we got transfer? Yeah, one, two, or... three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys listed well, there. Let's do the
1: easy ones. Eichenberg, Kramer, Hayes, Ogundeje, all back for sure. Nowhere else to go, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, not nowhere else. No pro aspirations yet. And it makes no sense to grad transfer. Right. I'll
2: I'll throw a book in there as well. Um, Talking to somebody who knows him pretty well. His mindset is coming back.
1: All right. Good. Uh, Tony Jones, he would have to finish the way he started. I mentioned in a Monday Musings, and everybody's going to say, well, why Tony Jones isn't making the NFL? I don't believe that either. But why would Tony Jones, if he wants to try to make the NFL, get more wear and tear at that position? If he runs for... Nine hundred yards and nine touchdowns and finishes well, strong, then you, yeah, he yeah, might, you, you he take might, your shot. You right? might want
0: to prove they can play
1: more than four games in a row. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm saying, but then he, that doesn't help his NFL future either if he comes back and gets hurt and runs for right. two hundred fifty yards no. next year. He right. needs to,
0: he need, but he needs to prove himself as
1: a legitimate. There's a like, lot of running backs on the team next year. If he comes back, yeah, is one.
2: Yeah, could, I mean, he could do a <laughs> theoretically grad, grad transfer kind of if he were, if he wanted to go to a place <laughs> where like I need to get twenty carries a game. Then if that's the most important thing. Then probably a grad transfer would make the but sense. But Avery
0: Davis is a junior, right? So he could he could be a grad transfer or move back to corner.
1: I uh, liked him on that game. That was his best game by far. Not just that. I mean, he he looked like he. Oh it was yeah, this last yeah, game, the team. Virginia
0: Tech game, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's the first time I came out and said, okay, there's a role for him in this. Of course, he made back to back catches in an sure. 18 play game winning drive. Theoretically, uh, Chris Tyree might
1: be able to do that role too.
0: I would imagine that he can. The other, the other fifth-year candidates are uh, Javon McKinley, who like I think almost back. undoubtedly will come back. What a change! Unbelievable! Un- unbelievable! Uh, Alohi Gilman, we don't expect to come back, but boy, wouldn't that be an amazing? Did, I,
2: I have not really like mind that one because I just assumed he was gone when the season started. He's, but like
1: in, last year, when he was really good, he said, "I came here partly to go to the NFL." I mean, yeah. you announce that as a junior, and mm-hmm. you want to get your Name. I mean, well, he deserved to have to be looked at last year. Like, anyone thinks, why would Gilman not put his name in? Sure. So, I just think Gilman will also think, "Ah, now's my time, right? But, is he going to get drafted higher coming back?
2: I think, unlike Jones... I doubt it. Regardless of how many snaps Jones plays, you don't look at him and think, like, this is an
1: NFL running back. I could see Gilman getting better. That's true. And Gilman will start next to Kyle Hamilton next year if he comes back. Right. That looks good, too. I think... Someone should tell Gilman what we think and that he should yeah. come back and start to Hamilton next year. Um I assume Sean John, Cro-
0: Sean Crawford's a six
1: year candidate. They're gonna I mean they're gonna beg him to come back, right?
0: I I would think so, yes. and that yeah. would
1: make a huge difference to that secondary. Gilman and Crawford and Hamilton and bracy well, all of a sudden it's a good secondary. It's a good <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good secondary. And the last
2: one, John Jones. He's uh, already decided he's yeah. gonna move on
1: from yeah. here, so you haven't decided
0: or
2: he did? He did. Oh, he did. okay. <laughs> He's, he's uh, got a He'll yeah, graduate somewhere. He'll do a great
0: very that makes
1: well sense. loved teammate and, that, yeah, and he, he can, knew he saw the writing. He whole, absolutely yeah. can play for a, a group of five. Yeah. Yes. Orlando guy, go to UCF. Like
2: think he would yeah. fit in there just fine.
1: Yeah. Wash N D. Doesn't this team have kind of a 2014 vibe to it where it seems like they are just a bad two point conversion decision away <laughs> I just got that from losing any of the remaining four games. Except maybe BC okay. is what
0: Wash N D wrote in there. I, I don't I don't get this 2014 comparison. I don't either. They care. could lose a game. They lost yeah. every game.
1: Right. They were in, broken. In November they, 2014. Louisville was favored at Notre Dame on Senior Day. That's a broken team. Yeah, but Reggie Bonifant a quarterback, who can't throw four. NFL linebacker. Yeah, he's a good player, but not at that position. Um, I don't. They could lose any one game. I wouldn't imagine they would go in a two-game losing streak here. Although if they lose this game, then the two game losing if they lose, is extremely close.
0: If they were to lose this game, yeah, it'd be hard it, to it would be it, we would all look at the remaining games differently. That's
1: true, because if you lose this <clears throat> week, you have the worst week of practice ever trying to prepare for the hardest thing to prepare for, right? Right, but I we obviously we're sitting here not expecting Notre yeah. Dame to go to Duke and, and lose
0: the game.
2: I uh yeah, I agree the twenty fourteen thing doesn't make any sense to me because they were so You were devastated injured. by injuries. Yeah. Um, oh, they're uh, completely uh, broken. It's just. However, the the vibe around this team to me is a lot more like 2011, where it just seems like it's just or 2013, 2013, you mean, 2013 yeah. is what I mean. Where you're just like, they're good
1: players here, and it's it's just not fitting together. They lost twice in November. One they shouldn't. One they should. I mean, standards yeah. better than them then. You have you have
2: an elite defensive end who was outstanding the year before, who then is just like kind of okay um, to good. Um, you have a junior tight end who may go pro and surprise you. Like this is a better team than that team, but I get your vibe. Is that what you're looking for? Right. You have, yeah. a, you have people complaining about the quarterback who's a senior. Yeah. No, I mean
0: uh, Washington D. I certainly Notre Dame can lose one of these games, and I would imagine if they lost this week. That would make them a little even more vulnerable to Navy and, and at Stanford. But right. I, I don't I don't think that, that team was so devastated by injuries, I just don't
1: see the comparison to that year. Do you let's do a quick thing here because it's it's no it's not worth doing it if we don't do it with four games left. Do you think they will lose one more game like I think they will lose one more game? Without saying the game. I do. Just, you did too. Okay. I, I'm, I'm in. I would say if you
0: asked me to put a percentage on it, it would probably be slightly above fifty percent that they'll lose one more game.
1: Correct. Does everybody agree on the game if you had to pick one, or not? It's really hard to pick one. That's why I'm just picking next week. I game. mean Stan, Stanford. I yeah, feel Stanford's a like. one.
2: And
0: you think it's Navy? And I think it's Navy. And I, I, think it's Navy. Th- I yeah. have felt like going to Duke is is going to be difficult. So I guess it could BC be. gets no respect any, on our show. Any, yeah, anyone
2: <laughs> with their walk on quarterback. <laughs> You no, know, they, like yeah, that. they're
0: just they're just so challenged. I, you know, but in, in a normal year for Steve Adazio and I'm not sure what normal is anymore for him because since Don Don Brown left they can't play defense. And yeah, you know, Boston College program that can't play defense is going to lose a lot of games. Where are we at CMU I mean, Pence fan, two weeks
2: after it happened. <laughs> wow. What do you believe really happened in Michigan? The same thing I believed a week ago and two weeks ago. They just got their butts kicked. They in but, every phase of the game, yeah. but Notre Dame they, was outclassed. But,
0: but they missed their mark emotionally, and that mm-hmm. and the that defense. That is what's got. so and the def- and the yeah. yeah and the defense that, that, that is what is so hard to understand. And with two two weeks of preparation, you know, and I understand you got to understand Michigan's motivation, how badly they wanted to win that game after the way they lost the year before, playing at home, everybody counting them out. Pinned up against the wall with with their head coach, but that doesn't that still doesn't explain Notre Dame's inability to fire. They never they never got out of the starting gate.
1: Offensively, I think it exposed Notre Dame for being an average offense, and they went up against a Michigan defense that can be great and is it as at worst not at their worst, but is it worst usually quite good. And they were great that night against a, a one dimensional offense. They destroyed that dimension. And they made, I, I, the missing the mark thing is right, though, because I couldn't, just can't envision 8 of 25 with Ian Book. That's, you could, I would have thought 18 of 25, but only for 112 yards yeah, or something right, right, like that. You right. know, that's, that's the bad book yeah, I you know, like
2: 25 passes in a rainstorm is not good. That also falls under not good play calling. That, that we can all agree on. Like, yeah. We don't need to know the sequencing of the plays. Shea passed threw 12
0: good. times because right. he didn't have to throw. There right. was no reason for him to throw. All bad,
1: CMU Penn State, all bad. So we don't
0: we don't have the answer, but I think I think in time we will start getting a few more details as to what exactly what I, some of the issues were.
1: I really think the offense being nowhere near as good as Michigan's defense is. More yeah, than 50%, no, that's though, at the right. Uh,
0: that's at the you
1: know what it was It was bad play calling, bad playing too. Terry Benedict, in what direction is the arrow pointed on Notre Dame for the rest of the year and twenty twenty?
2: That's what ha- that's what I will have. This question will be answered on Saturday night. That's, really? I am so interested in how they play on Saturday because I think this this is the answer to that question. Certainly for the rest of this season, and enough that it affects what they do in the offseason. In terms of who's back, who's not, what they're running, what they're not running, how they train, all of that stuff. That's a lot on a long game. That, I think that like if they lose to Duke... Well, yeah, let's say they win like they beat Virginia Tech. Huh? No, I mean that's that's still going to affect the that is the arrow the rest of the okay. season. That's a trend. Three games is a trend. Um, they will be that means they will be playing poorly, and I think it will affect. Oh, uh, you'll say
1: they'll then you'll really think they're going to lose another game if they play poorly at Duke, okay, for sure because right. they they'll
2: be trending down, and I think that I I'm not saying that damns them for a terrible 2020. I just think it will it will force Brian Kelly to take a step back in the offseason and be like, all right, do we need do I need to change some things up a little bit? I, there is a Ton on this game, uh, and if they lose, it fall- to me it falls under the "What are we even doing here?" So
1: you need to see thirty-one thirteen to think highly. Basically, I pre- throw I'm the score out. But you I'm were- predicting thirty-five
2: seventeen, and that's
1: exactly what I need to see. Okay, there.
0: When you and as it relates to twenty twenty, and you start looking at the schedule, and you know it's it's probably premature to speculate too much about exactly how difficult that schedule will be, but you still have to open with Navy, which Whether good or bad is is problematic. What?
1: (laughs) I kind of forgot about that. It was just a trip to Dublin. So you're going to play Navy
0: like twice within, what, six games or so? um, Or five games. Arkansas is not very good. Yeah, I'm at home. Western Michigan, but you've got Wake and Charlotte. Wake, obviously, with Dave Clawson, is a formidable team and has given Notre trouble before.
1: We are very close to what are we doing here that the teams we're talking about right now. You're taking the, the words out of my mouth. Okay. I, I understand. But, the, you but have let to let me, open with Navy.
0: What? But Let me let me get to Wisconsin and Lambeau Field. Okay. Stanford, obviously, they'll probably be better. Going to Pittsburgh, Pat Narduzzi will have something yeah. defensively yeah. to to stymie Brian Kelly because you that's have, what he does. you have fast receiver, it's no problem, though. Duke, at home, where you've lost to him before, although yeah. that was an extreme situation. Clemson, yeah, that's at, at Georgia Tech. Louisville. I, I know these I, I'm dogs told, t-
1: I'm told Clemson isn't playing great, though. So that could be yeah. a, an easy game. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Louisville. Which Louisville, is we right. Well-coached, we too.
0: And then you go to USC at end of the season. So, I mean, I, you know, I know that that's Durban not... Herbert
2: first game against Notre Dame. Jeez.
0: Not, <laughs> uh, that doesn't necessarily sound a like murderer's yeah. row, but when you consider what you lose in defensive end, what you could be losing at safety... What your quarterback situation is going to be, where you're going to be as a, with your running backs, which maybe you're still in the same place, other than the threat of a Chris Tyree 7, 8, 12, 10 touches a game. I don't know.
1: The only thing I really disagree with is I think if they lose a game or two, you could do a bit more of a reset for 2020. Brian Kelly could do another reset of reshuffling where it changes things enough where losing two games in November, or losing one game in November and scuffling in the three others doesn't doesn't impact 2020. I don't think it has to impact 2020. I do believe what we see will impact the rest of November.
2: If they win three straight field goal games and then lose at Stanford, and Brian Kelly was like, hey, well, you know, it's you know 9-3. and three. I was I, saying you uh-uh. wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was hoping you would yeah, do that. You can't do that.
0: I'm still thinking
1: that, that they can
0: hit a crescendo <clears throat> going out of the regular season. <clears throat> Am I crazy thinking that? No,
1: yeah, no, no. Not at so. all. We, that's the thing, but you gotta,
2: you gotta take. You're you're running out of runway. Well, you are, and it ha- it has to
0: start with the defense, and it should this weekend. That, that, no matter what what ha- you should win, uh, although last weekend, yet yeah, you were giving up 85 yards at halftime. You're tied.
1: I, that's why I think K. Beasley had the most, most important question on here. Congratulations. Is uh, I don't know which Notre Dame team will show up less. I know which Duke team will show up more than which Notre Dame team will show up. That's why it's. That's what I find interesting about this I tend this to game. agree with you on
0: that. We're going to pick up pace a little bit here. Denver Maximus. After the Clemson loss, Brian Kelly said he felt Notre Dame was, quote, a lot closer to them and the rest of the elite teams, unquote, than they were after the loss to Alabama in 2012. What is your take on this statement at this point of the 2019 season?
2: It's not true anymore. I agreed then. Yeah, the 2019 team is not closer. It's farther away from Alabama and Clemson. The, 20, the 2017 team
1: or 2018 team I, I agreed with them. Yeah. I did too. That was a shame how that game went down. They weren't going to beat them, but it was just, they wouldn't have been publicly flogged. It little a little bit bit Georgia, really Georgia style no. game
2: this year. Yeah. Um but I I think my one of my major misreads of this season is the loss of Dexter Williams and Miles Boykin were way bigger than I had
1: anticipated. It is really, considering the whole offseason was about making more explosive plays. I mean, those two guys were the explosive playmakers last year. Right, and they had a limited amount of explosive
0: plays, and they had a high percentage of them. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Brian Kelly talked about, because I wrote this story about the screen game and the scoring and he said that you know how they were hitting big plays early in the year yeah against new mexico and bowling
1: green right you had you can't even break uh, down your yeah, names games all. without you have to separate them completely out of absolutely everything. they're no- absolutely. They have nothing to do with it because yeah. look they count but only if you care about your it's, team going to the camping world bowl if they, they count
2: if they had beaten boise state and app state yeah then i would have just folded them into everything else but new mexico and bowling green
1: are so bad that yeah. it's just those are spring games yeah Go fight, win, go Irish. Does Brian Kelly get a contract extension done in the next year? If so, how many years? I would say yes. Yes, I'll,
2: I'll be very surprised if he's not extended
1: because he would be lame duck in twenty one by the right? end of this calendar year. I agree. He would be lame duck in twenty one, would... right? That's
2: the year. Yeah. Yeah. So in this and in today, <laughs> age you're like you're essentially lame duck in twenty twenty if you have one year beyond It would
0: be it would be a two year extension to twenty twenty three. I don't think that he would ask for more than that, and I'm not sure well
2: he may he may that. Yeah. I bet he him. will ask for more than that. Yeah,
0: but I don't I don't think that they I don't think they go that route.
2: You know, yeah. I, he could he could get more than that, but that doesn't mean he's going to fulfill Why it.
0: would they why would you why would you extend? Right now his contract's through 2021. Mm-hmm. Why would you extend it beyond 2023?
2: Just for the appearances? Like essentially you would have the buyout after 20, well, 2 three three. year after 23 kind of like you know be minimal applicable yeah. that Notre Dame could just be like, you know, we're, we're a mutual parting of ways, you're retiring, but that doesn't mean you're you're not going through the lame duck that he's sort of getting right. into right now. You can avoid that conversation yeah. just through bookkeeping. I, I would
0: I think both of us are going back to conversations that we had with Jack Swarbrick and we both feel that that will be done before the end of the calendar year. I agree. Yeah, with it that. needs to be. It, it it yeah it probably does.
1: Shane oh six oh seven. Do you feel Coach Kelly will need to make any coaching changes to his staff this offseason? I'm not talking about guys leaving for other jobs, but areas that Kelly would like to see improvement. I, th- I think
2: there'll be a new cornerbacks coach. I would agree with that.
1: Um, whether that's a
0: however you want to couch that a mutual parting of ways or, um, but Todd Light's family is in California. Yeah. And I don't. Right. That's just. I mean, yeah. It's clear. Yeah, I think that will happen. Do you see that? um, This would require Brian Kelly pulling the trigger on an offensive line coach who he is loyal to. I don't see that happening. There's no other position. Uh, Maybe you could do better special teams-wise. I don't see that happening.
2: Nope. Um, Yeah. As far uh,
0: as Chip Long...
2: I, I think you sort of chip Long, Dell Alexander, and Lance Taylor are all sort of tied in together. That, there's
0: truth to that.
2: So, yeah. and I think if you're like, well, let's, yeah, I definitely want to keep these guys, um, you know, from the recruiting standpoint, which is really important. Like, why is why are, is Notre Dame having trouble with exclusive plays? Because I don't have Chris Tyree, Jordan Johnson, uh, Lorenzo Styles, Will Shipley, uh, Deion Colsey. Like,
0: Kevin Stefferson.
2: Yeah, they don't. Yeah, those they don't have those guys on the roster. They recruited Kevin Stefferson instead. Um, so keep the coaches in place who know how to go out and get the the explosive playmakers.
1: And I'd say those three guys can do it. We'll follow up with Reese underscore three if the offense struggles again this weekend. Would Notre Dame consider firing Chip Long now? <laughs> if so, would it be okay with Brian Kelly taking <laughs> over play calling again? This is a doomsday wow. scenario you, you, of epic proportions. You don't. You. I, I, Brian Kelly what?
0: taking over play calling. Is that playing Alabama? And, this and, week. And, and, emph- <laughs> and emphasizing the the running game less. I, I, in November? In November, <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I don't want to see that because if you don't like what you see now, I don't. I don't think that's a
1: better product. I, do you? The answer is no. That they're not. Yeah. The answer, Chip the Long after no. this they're not.
0: They're not going to fire Chip Long. After this game and very unlikely after the season. Big Mac 24, more likely
2: next year. New offensive coordinator or Ian Book is the starter? New OC, but I think there will be the same OC and the same starting quarterback. But new OC is the more likely of the two.
0: But I will agree with what you said the other day. Uh, that I disagree. I don't. No. Okay, we'll get to that. What. Um... Ian Book and Phil Djokovic both being on the roster next year. I that, that I have a hard doubt time. Doubt that. I doubt that. With. I mean, that's just the nature of the game now. Yeah, and that's fine. No wrong sure.
1: That. Uh, your disagreement. Tim? Am I saying this wrong? Am I reading this wrong? More likely to happen. Ian Book starting over a change. I think Ian Book starting is more likely to happen than changing offensive coordinators. Yeah. No. That's we agree. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I totally. I don't. I don't disagree that. Yeah. I was way off in, yeah. in what I heard you say. Yeah. I'm, that's good because it was the most puzzling thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I <was> Chip like, <laughs> Long has had you know sort of annual
2: conversations with Alabama. Like, co- coaches can leave, um,
1: right? That's what. That was another part of my point. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, cleared that up. Players I can't. really can't. He can. Uh, I mean, he can.
2: But he, yeah, but yeah. it's not a. It seems unlikely based on stuff that I'm hearing. So
0: Chip Long has said it publicly. As long as Brian Kelly's here and he wants to be in Notre Dame, now, will that n- positively happen? I don't know,
2: but I would imagine that's more likely to he's, happen. Than he's not, not in a hurry to get out of here. Um, I think that the blowback from the season is sort of like, "What? What the hell is the matter with you people?" But <laughs> he's he has a good working relationship
1: with Brian Kelly. Yes, yes. I think that sort of gets lost in all of this. Tim, we got a question from our. Joseph Reynos. Joseph Reynos, how big of a concern do you have that Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner will fall victim to Brian Kelly's inability to develop quarterbacks? Do you see him squandering talents like Chris Tyree, Jordan Johnson, Michael Mayer by Andy's history of top 100 players? There's two questions there.
2: Well, I think Buckner will be fine because even if he regresses in his second year as a starter, he still has his
1: third and fourth year as a starter. <laughs> I, you're speaking the truth Which right will now, likely happen. And I, and I
0: don't know if you guys had a chance to see the Drew Pine film that's out from this year. You know, look, he's small and he doesn't have a big arm, but there's some magic to his game. There really is. I mean that's just that's just kinda how he plays. And I saw
1: what magic.
2: Oh really, <laughs> I'm good. thinking yeah. of Joe Blues. <laughs> his, what? Who's, that? Who's that? from arrested development. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, I mean he's just he's got he's a he's a he's a charismatic performer on the t- field. I think he makes the people around him better. And I think he carries himself like a leader. That's what I mean
1: by that. <laughs> he's such in the middle of a uh, of Buckner coming in. Well, I know, and Buck he's just, being here. And if Buck's not here, Dracovic getting every chance to earn it. You, you know, know and the physical fisi- a- shortcomings are what
0: comes into play. But there's also something that I saw, which I thought is kind of unique to watching high school quarterbacks. He, depending upon the throw, there's different levels of how much air he puts under his throws, and he recognizes that. Each throw is different, or not every throw is the same. Mm-hmm. When he throws a deep ball, and he doesn't have a big arm, we know that, and that's probably not going to change. And he's not going to get much bigger. He's probably not going to height-wise, he's not going to get any bigger. But he does such a great job of just putting the ball out there and knowing when to put a little more air under it and allow his receiver to run. I, I don't, you don't, I don't, I can't remember. It doesn't come to mind me seeing another high school quarterback and saying, man. He changes the trajectory of his throws depending upon what each throw is. And it just give kind you of stands one. out to me. Tyler
2: Buckner does that. Well, Tyler Buckner does that. But with a big arm. Yeah. And he can run.
1: I love Tyler Buckner. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I think Pine's in a. The timing is tough for Pine. Coming in with likely Book being yeah, there. Or Djokovic really getting a chance.
0: And then it, Buckner coming and then in. Buckner went, coming right, in yeah. Again, no, this, no. this sort of
2: goes back to the Djokovic book. Dynamic for next year that's, that's just quarterback in 2020. Yes, exactly, it's fine, it's no one's fault.
0: Uh, as far as squandering Chris Tyree, Jordan Johnson, Michael Mayer, I, I'm why
1: <laughs> I think, I mean, why would, um, why, why is that? Why? I think if you just go through the five stars, they've had a really good record on us, not five stars, uh, top 100. Plus, that's really, I mean, if you're number 106, what's the difference, right? It's, yeah, these guys don't know what's any difference between 106 and 96. Uh, I think probably because the recent top 100 guys are uh, the current sophomores haven't panned out at the same level as the previous ones. Okay, did.
0: I get that. All right, do this for me: okay. rank those three players as far as who will be for the most f- effective at Notre Dame. Mayor for four years. Jordan force. Johnson, yes, and Mayor, Tyree.
2: Mayor Tyree Johnson. Yeah, I agree.
0: I would say Mayor
1: Johnson Tyree, and I can see that too. <laughs> but Mayor, I mean. I love his game. He's a great. He's, I, he's a hell of a player. it's really player. hard. Uh, I only ranked Johnson. Kevin, Kevin Ballman has vastly improved too. I only ranked Johnson below Tyree because of the weirdness of wide receivers that are uh, that look great in high school and then become uh, regular people I in college.
2: You. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I'll ask this one since I don't have the ACC network. <laughs> N. Jacobs does Notre Dame basketball. We are talking about the men's yes. team. Um, make the NCAA
1: tournament this year. No. One word answer. God, no. Is that one word? No, that's no. two. I, I would
0: I would say no. No, I don't want to... I'm not basing it upon the North Carolina game because they They did some good things. It's good to see that Prentice Hub is... I'm basing it on last year. Yeah. Well, and, I, and likely growth from no, it is what we've there's, seen. <laughs> there's no doubt. And I, I mean, I think... But it's it's been re- really encouraging to see Prentice Hub hit five and nine. Yeah. Not only last night, but in the, the last exhibition game against a good against a very good Division II team. He's, I think I mentioned this, he, he's hes raised his release point, and he's hes a better shooter now. That's encouraging. You know Mooney's going to be good. If T.J. Gibbs could play like he played last night all the
1: time, then you'd really have something, but I don't think that's going to happen. But for me, go, well, go ahead, Tim. Prentice Hub could be the most improved player in the ACC, and I still don't think they will make the NCAA tournament because of the other pieces, not including Mooney.
0: Now uh, everybody should realize that the ACC lost a ton of talent from last season, which is why Notre is projected preseason number seven. It has to be, you know, and, he, and they have everybody—they have everybody coming back. But for me, it's—it's it's this and and uh, Robbie Carmody. Robbie Carmody really brought something to the equation last night.
1: I would like this question: Will they make the NCAA tournament next year? And for the first time since seeing them play at all last year, all year, I would say yes. I think they will continue to grow. I think Nate Lashevsky will be much better as a junior. I think Carmody will be consistent as a junior. Hub could be very good as a junior. I just think they're not... I don't think they, they don't have the differentiator that Mike Bray's team needs with its lack of overall athleticism of hitting shots. And I agree. The they and I, and, I, and
0: I, they're going to have trouble if three guys don't become tougher. And that is Nate Leshefsky, Dane Goodwin, and Jawan Durham. Because they play too soft too often... And it's—I know it's just the start of the sophomore year, the first two guys, but it's time for that change. Back to football, ending with football. Irish underscore nineteen eighty is Notre Dame six or two or two and six? I can't tell by the comments. Will we only be happy if Notre Dame is twelve and zero every year?
2: Uh, some people will. Um, however, the Michigan loss and the style of it really lets you can say whatever you want. Like you can perceive Notre Dame to be just a, a charlatan. Or you can say that they're they're so close to making the playoff that they just beaten Georgia. Um, they just they lost so much benefit of the doubt in Ann Arbor. And I, I understand why people you, you I understand why comments read like they're two and six.
1: I will double down on that by saying had they beaten Georgia and lost that way to Michigan, people would still feel badly about this team because you cannot get killed by a peer where it looks like you have no chance of playing on the same field with them when you're in the running for the playoffs.
2: Yeah.
1: Just
0: an accumulation of too many one-sided losses and all the all the ground that Brian Kelly made up with, right? All the ground yeah. he made up with last year And the last two are Miami got and Michigan, that's and, another killer. And, and, and you know, I mean, you, you you play Clemson, it was a closer yeah. game okay. than the score was, but it was what it, was. it is what it is.
1: But they did not. If you're a Notre Dame fan and you watch that game with just com- Impartiality. Notre Dame, Clemson. You know football. You know that they did not get killed by Clemson like they did by Miami and Michigan. Right. It's not no. I mean, in the no. Realm I, absolutely. Their
0: defense held, it held you, its own.
1: If you you lose your cornerback and all of a sudden you can't defend the yeah. pass. And Clemson's an all-time great team, as opposed to some front runners that can are going to all lose three games. They're going. Michigan's going to have at least three, if not four, losses at the end of the year. And Miami couldn't win again after they beat Notre Dame like Clemson's an they all-time still, they great still team. Can't unless they play Florida State. Yeah. Yes. Anybody can do that, but yeah, all-time great team. We
0: are uh I am looking forward to my first trip to Wallace Wade Stadium. How about you guys? <laughs> you like
2: saying Wallace I Wade. Do. I do.
1: It's just got a, it's got a it, there's a poetic nature to it yeah. that I like. Pete, we have your prediction. Do you want to uh, go on uh, that a little there, bit more? Yeah. Did you I didn't do it again. It's like, I will no, repeat
2: that. I <laughs> I think Notre Dame 35-17. Um I think that it Will be a harbinger of the rest of the season um, if they play poorly and they win 21 20 or 24 17. I just, I need to see the offense take a step forward, even with Kramer and Lug and, or um, with Kramer and Haynesy out, Lug and uh, Ruland in. So I think that they'll do that. I, d- I just don't think Duke That's is, what I thought.
0: That's why yeah. I was so bold with my. I, I had I had 37. What did I have last week? I had 37-17. Mm-hmm. Now 37-14. And it was certainly trending that way right
1: before halftime. And then it blew up in my face. Tim, what do you have? I'm sticking with three touchdowns for Notre Dame, but a couple field goals. And more importantly, one for Duke with three field goals. 27-16,
0: Notre Dame. I am going to be really close to that myself. So we're uh, we're going to we'll all head to... Um, to the Raleigh-Durham Airport on Friday. The, the, weather, is, uh, the weather is deteriorating on us fairly quickly, but it should, it, should be, it should be clear and dry and a good night at Wallace Wade Stadium for Notre Dame, number 15 Notre Dame against Duke.
2: Indiana Dunes Tourism, located between Chicago and South Bend in northwest Indiana, is a proud supporter of Irish Illustrated. Extend your Notre Dame visit with a trip to the nation's newest national park. Visit
1: indianadunes.com.